0: Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word.
1: Well, it's a great privilege tonight um, to introduce to you. It's really not an introduction because they're, they're our family, but it's a moment to give honor and to rejoice in what God has done. I want to say two years ago. Do I have that right? So when we first spoke two years ago, maybe two and a half, a little less than two, a little less than two years ago, uh, I was introduced to the Cassidy's. Uh, Joshua, he was working for CFNI in the media department, and we had uh, tried to hire someone from CFNI. I said, "No, you don't want me. You want this person." And so we began a lengthy process because we don't usually hire people from outside. We, we raise them up from within. That's why we have KSM, some 85 students plus at a part of KSM, and we endeavor to raise them from within. We don't really look for people outside, which is unique to us, but there are times like this uh, where we will bring people on, but we pray through, and it's, it's really quite a thing because we, it's not a job. No one here, no one on my staff, no one here does this for a job. They, they do it because they're called to be a part of the team, called to, to do what they're doing. And so when I spoke to this uh, young man, I was impressed by him. And, um, and Pastor Kirsten was impressed. And Minister David was impressed. I'll tell you what impressed us. You want to know? Had faith. He was a police officer, and God spoke to him and said, Quit your police officer job. And I don't know if you're going to share any of that, but. He left that to go to Bible college and just believed God for Bible college, believed God to take care of his family, believed all of that and just went in headlong and went for it. And uh, he came up here. I remember he came for the prophetic conference and I saw God touch him. He just, um, I think he had his mind blown, uh, which is good because after he got here, you know, they had some challenges to walk through, which is the case with all of us. You've been you've been fashioned. You're ready. You've been you've been trained. Although you had a lot of training before you got here, we can't mm-hmm. take credit for any of that. But one of the things I love about this great family is your humility, your brokenness, and your deep desire to fulfill the plan of God in your life, and and an ability to communicate and be unoffended, and just get over things. And uh, there's a lot of things to get over when you're on the way to changing the world. Can you say Amen? I could go on and on and. on tremendous tremendous family would you put your hands together for the Cassidy's Joshua and Shelly Cassidy I left out one part. They're leaving. We're sending him to Texas, where they're from, and uh, gonna take over a work there. We have a building, but no, a very small, there's three or four people, a part of the one family that's our English-speaking congregation there. They're going there. They're gonna build the church there and take over the, the leadership, of the pastor leadership there, and Cleburne, Texas. All right, give a shout one more time.
0: Come on, give it to Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let me not cry through my whole sermon, because that would be weird. Just praying tongues for 30 minutes. I just can't even begin to thank Pastor Daniel, Pastor Karen, for adopting me into this family, taking this chance on me, hearing from the Lord, this amazing staff here, Dr. Morocco, Pastor Colleen, and this amazing congregation that supported me, prayed for me. I love you guys so much. The praying grandmothers back there, y'all are amazing. Wearing cowboy hats, for, y'all are amazing. Are you ready for tonight? God's gonna do something. Okay, let me let me run it. It's all calm down. Calm down. Okay, everybody like, calm down. Okay. I love you guys. And it's not goodbye. It's see you later because I'm coming back when that building's open. A lot of what I want to talk about is God is faithful. He has a plan for Every one of you here, every single one of you, when you guys move into that building, which you're going to move in very shortly, and that first day you walk in and you take it in, and you go, God is faithful. That day for me is today. This is me moving into the building, if you would. And it is mind-blowing. Once you guys get in that building all the praying and laboring and the words from different pastors and prophets. And like, is it ever going to happen, man? Come on. And then you, when you step in there, you're like, God is faithful. He will do it. And my life is a testament of God saying something to me years ago. And me walking it out. And now I'm in my new building. God is faithful. God has a plan for your life. He told Abraham he was going to be the father of many nations. And it took many years for it to come to pass, but it will come to pass. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have, my thing towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Let's stand for God's word. This is our main text. It's going to be Hebrews 10, 23. I titled this sermon, Battle Cry okay let me calm down calm down down. Hebrews 10 23 let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful father God in the name of Jesus we love you you're amazing God You are the great I am, God. I thank you that you move in this service. Speak through me, God. Touch people's lives today. Transform everybody here. Let them not be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Come on. God has a plan for you. And there are times where the Lord will speak to you something very precisely. If you believe in Jesus and you follow him, And you hear a word from the Lord. You sow it deep in your heart. And you do not give up. You keep fighting. You keep pushing. As I'm going to tell this is how it's going to go tonight. I'm going to tell a little bit of my story. We're going to get into three truths to help you tonight. And then I'm going to tie it to the end. Okay. There are times where you know you heard from God. You prayed. You sought him. You know that you know that you know. And then like. Nothing happens. As Pastor Daniel said, I was a police officer for five years. And then the lord I got saved. I met my beautiful wife, Shelly Cassidy. And my life was transformed. And I thought I was just going to be a pastor. No, correction. I thought I was going to be a cop for the rest of my life. I tried to apply for police department after police department. I thought I was going to be a homicide detective in Dallas, Texas. And it just not, didn't work out because I wasn't seeking the Lord. I just assumed. I just assumed this is the, my, my life. But once I started like laying it down and go, okay, God, what do you say? What do you want me to do? That night I went to Christ for the nations and the Lord arrested my heart and say, lay it down. At the time I was 27, it was like I got transported back in time and I was like 18 and I could, I started weeping like, man, what if I was saved when I was high in school? What, what could I have done to help people? I graduated, and then nothing happened. It's like, I thought I was going to be a pastor. But what do you do when you don't hear anything, you don't see anything, you just keep going? What's When situations arise and it's like, uh, oh, my goodness, help me. This is terrible. Help me. Push me through. This is like, did you say that? This is not how it's supposed to be, right? God, didn't you say something to me? A couple months ago, long, um, I think it was April, Minister Tammy invited me over to her house, my beautiful wife and my children. And it was awesome. She made little tacos for me. And she, you know, Minister Tammy's from Texas too? Yeehaw, come on. And I walked in and she has this beautiful aquarium, these fish on the back. I'm like, that's nice. It's like a part of the wall. And then I went into the bathroom and there's like a beach theme, like these the sand on the shelf with like seashells. I'm like that is so beautiful. You turn the light on and this heat lamp comes down. I'm like, am I tanning right now? Well, I know this is this is the Lord. No, it's a heat lamp. It's for the winter because I'm in Alaska, but it was super nice. I I wasn't okay. I was in there a long time because I was enjoying the heat. I'm like, this is really nice. So I walked out. It was a lovely night. the night I first saw the Aurora lights. Beautiful. It was a great night. We had coffee, and then my son spills coffee all over this like antique dresser. I'm like, oh gosh, help me, please, Jesus. This is terrible. Like be- like it was like super like refurbished antique dresser. Coffee is everywhere. I'm like so embarrassed. I'm looking for a towel. And I run over here to get a towel, and I'm, like, cleaning it. And I'm, like, I'm so sorry, please. And I lift up this, this porcelain, beautiful, like, jar, and I knock over, and, like, the sand pours out everywhere. And I say, I say, I say, oh, my gosh, I hope that wasn't your grandmother. First of all, why would you say that? Shelly's face was like, we are, n- What? Time slowed down. I was in the matrix. No! Minister Tammy's bent over. It's my mom. Jesus, help me. Take me up in a whirlwind. Like Elijah, take me. Why? God, this is not your will. Oh my gosh, your mom? Why would you say that? And then Scott Choir is like, it's part of her, actually. I asked like permission 15 times to tell this story. I was like, are you sure? We're good. uh. Help us, God, right? Sometimes we mess things up ourselves. Why would you say that? I can hear Shelly, just because you think it doesn't mean you have to say it. I always oh. God, my tongue. This is like a couple months ago. I thought I was sanctified already. Am I, am I, yeah? It's a process, it has to be. It has to be a process. Like my life. Hey, yes, I'm not sanctified right now, right? I don't know. Anyways. God help us in times of trouble. I'm gonna give you three truths tonight to help you succeed. Cause I've been through battle. I've been there before, so you don't have to go there. It's like, you look at me as your future self. I came back in time, and I'm here talking to you. Like, don't do it. Don't say it. <laughs> Number one, truth. Number one, hold fast. You have to hold fast. You ha- that word that you got from the Lord, you have to sow it in your heart. And it's interesting back in the day how different sailors would have different tattoos on their body to represent different things. I know at Kings we cannot have any tattoos, but I totally, like, messed up back in the day. I had, like, these two weird stars on my ankle. They're, like, fairy dust. I want to, is it okay if I could get a tattoo? Anyways, we'll talk about that later. I'm in the game, right? I'm in the family. I'm not going to get it. So one tattoo back in the day was, like, sailors would get tattoo of, like, a chicken on their foot and a pig on their foot, and it meant that when the ship wrecked, the piggy and the chicken were saved because they were in crates and they floated. So the process is like, well, if I, if I shipwreck, I will float. So they would get that tattoo on them. Another tattoo, of course, is the nautical star, finding their way home. I think Minister Micah has this tattoo. Well, actually, all of well, half the kings here. It's a hula girl. It meant that you went to Hawaii. Maybe that's the one I could get next month, this week. And another tattoo that they would get on their knuckles is hold fast. And the thought process by that is they would hold that rope in the storm, and they wouldn't let go. God has you in his hand. He has you. It doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter what situation you're in. God has you in that grip. He, No one can pluck you out of the Father's hand. If you are a believer, you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, no one can pluck you out of the Father's hand. Yeah, you could pluck yourself out. You could jump out of the plane and kill yourself. But rest assured, I sometimes see people come up and like, dude, are they saved? It's like they come up every week and they get, you know. Dude, if you are a believer in Jesus and you follow his truth, you are saved. Nothing could pluck you out of the hand of the Father. Not anybody but yourself. Hold fast. Don't give up. If you have a word from the Lord, you pray, you fast, you seek his face, and you will see it passed. Number two, don't give up. So obviously, I'm from Texas. Yeehaw. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart. Oh, that feels so good. Man, I wish Pastor Kirsten was here. Wasn't that awesome? At King's Kids, all those kids are like, Texas, Texas. One of my favorite stories is the Texas Revolutionary War, how Texas got its independence. Mexico just got its independence from Spain. So, they had no one to inhabit the land of Texas. So, they opened the borders up and they say, come on in. All you got to do is learn Catholicism, speak Spanish, pay taxes. And so, for years and years and years, tension would boil over. They were like, we don't want to do that. We just want your tacos. So, <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> they didn't probably say that. Well, I get to do the little thing. This is cool. The little... <laughs> You know what? Okay, when I first preached for young adults, I was like, I wanted to just do it. Like, I need some monitor back here. Me monitor. I just wanted to say it. It just feels good. Okay, let me step over here. Jesus, help me. We love you, God. Moving power. Amen. I'm leaving, so I'm gonna get all in the field. So tensions were blowing over. Um, Mexico got a new president. Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana. Right when he got into office, he became a dictator. He threw out the Mexico um, independence. And so they, Tex, to Texians were like, this is lame. This guy is a dictator. We don't really want to do what Mexico has to say. So they sent an army to the town of Gonzales to take back this cannon that they gave the Texans. So once they came... The Texans had the cannon, and they had a flag that said, come and take it. Have you ever seen the yellow flag on back people's cars with the cannon? That's where that came from. They shot the cannon, killed one guy, and started the war. So Santa Ana drove the Texans into this old church Spanish building called the Alamo. 180 Texans, 4,000 Mexicans, and for 13 days they held them off. After the 13 days, they came in and they they killed all of the Texans at the Battle of the Alamo, except one lady. Santa Ana was driving the forces and running the Texans away. They went to a town called Gonzales, and they killed 450 Texans. But those events didn't deter the Texans. It emboldened them. They still felt like they could have a chance. And so Santa Ana made a mistake. He took his army and he separated it into three different chunks. And the Texans found out where Santa Ana was at, away in the third army. So as the Texans, in one early afternoon, seized upon Santa Anna, and the whole time they were fighting them, they wiped out half the army. They said, remember the Alamo! Remember Goliad. They defeated the Mexican army and the Texas got their independence. What's your battle cry tonight? When you have things going on, you say, greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. I have the mind of Christ. If you're struggling with lust, what are you saying? Flee also youth for lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace. With those who call on the Lord, have a pure heart. What's your cry tonight? You don't just let... The enemy roll you over. You hold on to that truth and you speak out your mouth what the Bible says about you. That you are a son and a daughter of the most high king. That he loves you. That you are redeemed. That you are washed. That you are clean. He will give you the power to overcome the enemy. You take those demonic forces and you speak out of your mouth and say leave in Jesus name. What's your battle cry tonight? Everyone has a different shout. Whatever that is for you, you speak out of your mouth. God, I think you have a plan for me. Even when you don't see it. When you don't see it and no one believes in you. You say, God, I remember what you said. I remember what you promised me. You told me to leave being a cop. You said to do it. And I did. You speak out your mouth. Just like how the Lord created the whole earth. He used his voice. He said, let there be light. Speak that out of your mouth tonight. I may never march in the. Air, shoot the artillery. I may never zoom up in the me, but I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir! <laughs> Come on, you're in the Lord's army! Come on, Jesus. Okay, I feel the Holy Ghost. That's the other one I wanted to say. I, like, I'm, I love Pastor Daniel so much. If you don't have someone in your life that makes you want to learn and grow and dig in the truths of the Lord, you have someone here. This is no excuse. This church is full of legends that will fight for you, pray for you get you and pull you in and come to early morning prayer it's not like well i gotta do it it helps you like serving is not for the church serving is for you when you leave, when you reach out and you say how are you doing today the lord loves you it's not like well i gotta go to church and be nice it's like no that helps you whatever i'm not i'm not sitting i'm not trying to bash you in the head but doing things like that it makes your walk with jesus even more so when I, when I talk to Pastor Daniel, I want to first do some push-ups. <laughs> Run a mile. Because he's Jack, right? Like him and Todd White. Todd White is like, you guys need to work out. Like I could probably set that up for you guys. Just see who has the better bench. Like I know I'm going to go to Texas and like eat tacos. But dude, I'm going to have like a six-pack when I come back. And we're going to climb Pioneer Peak. You have to find someone that pushes you. Not someone that's like, well, I guess you didn't come to church today. Like someone that lovingly has interest in your life. Like, dude, I love you. I just want to see you grow. If you're struggling with the same old, same old, same old, then there's some, there has something, something I have to change. <laughs> I was praying in tongues just now. No, I wasn't. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> come on, Jesus. Seriously. Amen. Number three, point three. He's faithful. He is so faithful. I touched on it at the beginning, but like the completion of my time here, it is just so wild how God orchestrates things. Once I got into Bible college and I went through school and like nothing's happening, I felt the Lord tell me to start a YouTube channel, and I did not want to do that. I'm like, there's no way I'm starting a YouTube channel. Joshua Cassidy, C-A-S-S-A-D-Y. Go ahead and like and subscribe. Okay, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I did because I knew the Lord was telling me to do it. I'm like, dude, I don't want to do that. I started the YouTube channel, and on my iPhone 6S Plus, I'm like, hey, what's going on? Uh, Welcome to, I don't know, Jesus loves you. They're terrible. Don't watch any of them. (laughs) Like, they were really bad. But I became, I got better and better at making videos. And so I just assumed, like, I guess I'm gonna be a YouTube pastor. I don't know. I, don't, I graduated Bible college and then nothing happened. And I made a declaration. I said, okay, I'm gonna make a video every day for 30 days. I'm gonna do a 30 day vlog. Because I went through a dark time after I graduated. I was like, God, I went to, to Bible school and I stopped being a cop and nothing's happening. I don't understand. So I made that 30-day declaration. I'm going to make a video every day. And in the middle of that 30-day video, before it was over, I got the job at Christ for the Nations as the lead videographer. Like insane. Even when I was being there, I'm like, this is not, I I know that. I just feel like God wants me to be a pastor still. I'm going to be here. I'm going to do my best. I didn't understand why I was there. But in the course of me being there, I met another pastor. I started going to their church. And through the um, relationship with him and his family, that's how I got the job at Christ for the Nations. And so I became another, like, seeking the Lord and like, okay, God, what's next? I feel like you're speaking. I just, I want to, I know this is not the, the full answer. And minister, Pastor Daniel needed a videographer in 2019. So he reached out to Minister David to find a videographer. Minister David knew someone 10 years ago that was going to work at King's. So she spoke to me and said, hey, there's a job opportunity for you in Alaska. And that day I knew I was coming. That day I knew that I was going to come to Alaska. In my heart, I felt the Lord say, yeah, that's how it's going to be. October 2019 to February, nothing, nothing happened. The process was long. 2020, the fourth, is my birthday. Well, not, I was born in 1986, but 2020 was when a birthday occurred that belongs to me. Right? That's the clip you should put on the. Okay. I was like, God, will you? I don't talk to him like that. Sometimes I do. Come on, how do you talk to God? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) My son and me. Okay, have you ever talked to God like that? Are you even real? Come on. Let us pray. Okay. God, Father, Master of the Universe. This is how I prayed. God, if you want me to come to Alaska, will you please tell me on my birthday? And he did. I got a phone call from Minister David on my birthday, 2020. Hey, we want to fly to Alaska for the prophetic conference. Oh, really? Really? Insane. I got here. So keep in mind, if you think like world jobs, like, hey, I know you want to hire me as a media guy, but I think I'm going to be a pastor one day. Who would say that? No one. I know you want me to do this, but I think I want to do your job. (laughs) Who would say that? No one. (laughs) By the way, okay. I got here, and Pastor Daniel's like, I know we want to hire you for a media guy, but dude, you're like a pastor. (laughs) He said that. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you, sir. I mean, if you want to make me a pastor, I guess, whatever the Lord wants, right? No, I'm just going to be the, oh, I, I'm this, I'm okay right here. I'm okay right here. No. David Fang was thy prophet guy, 2020. He's like, yeah, I just know something that, I know that you're like coming up here to be a pastor. He doesn't talk like that, does he? And he's like. I just really feel like the Lord is saying that you're supposed to be a pastor I'm like oh man minister Rosie was right there I'm like did you hear that you're my witness you recording that God's architect in our lives his fingerprints are all over it we said yes to Alaska came to Alaska We left our family and friends. No one believed that they thought we were all crazy. You're going to Alaska? Don't they have like penguins there? I'm like, I hope so, mom. <laughs> I didn't do that stomp thing. I was like, I don't know. We left everyone behind. People thought we were insane. Don't they have do they have electricity there? I'm like, yeah, it's 2020. Well, no one has electricity, 2020. <laughs> Okay, I really was disappointed that I didn't get to see any penguins. I really thought y'all had some. That's so lame. I forgive you. We got here and worked and was adopted by you guys. And just the support right off the bat is like, man, they don't even know us. They just, they're so loving to us and caring. The The end of 2020. I got to go to October 2020. I had a man in Dallas, Texas that God used immi- immensely to change my life. His name is Dr. Haller. Man of God, faith. I learned how to believe in God through him. He passed away 2020 um, last year. And uh, I was going through a hard time of like, man, what am I doing? I was playing a lot of video games. Sorry. But I was just coasting, kind of. I was doing my job, Pastor, I promise. But I was, like, mentally, like, man, when he passed away, I wept for two days. And I'm like, dude, what am I doing, man? What am I doing? I want to be a pastor one day. I'm just sitting here playing this. What the heck? After I wept for two days, I began my journey of digging in the word. I bought, I read so many books just digging in the word. Like, God, no, you said I was going to be a pastor. I'm going to prepare to be a pastor. Even though I don't see it, even though I don't understand, I'm going to prepare like I'm going to be preaching tomorrow. October, November, December, December, February, January, February, October, November, I know my months, I promise. Man, I'm trying to like, all I can think about in the last five minutes is like, I really want to drink this water, and I don't have a lot of training in drinking water with a mic, so. They didn't teach me that in Bible school, Okay. That's all I was thinking. I was like, I really want that. How do I do it? That's weird. October, November, December, January, February, the beginning of January. I was like, I felt the Lord tell me to do a fast. 30 days. Liquid fast. I've never done that before. My highest fast is like three days. I'm like, oh, just like, you know, no, 30 days. I'm like, Jesus, no way. No way. No way. Okay, I guess. So for 30 days, I did this liquid fast. Man, and I lost a lot of weight, too. That was awesome. Okay. I'm breaking my fast on my birthday, 2021, February the 4th. Oh, my God, I just believe that you're going to speak to me. Whatever you want to do in my life, I just I want to seek your face. I want to hear your voice. Whatever you want to do, if I need to do something else, if I need to Transition my heart, if I need to go deeper, if I need to do something else, give up, whatever. Two days before my birthday, two days before I broke my fast, that's when Pastor Daniel looked me in my eye and said, Do you want to be the pastor of Cleburne, Texas? How does that happen? How does that happen? The architect in our lives by God. And now, fast forward to here, we're about to leave this Tuesday. How does that happen? Because God has you. He has a plan for every single one of you. You have to seek him. You have to go for him. He will speak to you. He shows up. He's faithful when we're not faithful. In times of my life, I'm like, that scripture has pulled me through so many times. He is faithful even though we're not sometimes. And you have to be led by the Holy Ghost. There's times where he speaks to you. One time I was at Starbucks. This is before I knew about how to drink coffee, okay? In Texas. And man, this guy was leaning so rude to me. And I could feel Jesus go, dude, just walk away. And I said, Jesus, go wait in the car. (laughs) I'm going to say this. (laughs) You know when you're not being, you know when you override, you know it. I did, and I repented. It kind of felt great, but I felt bad afterwards. That is so important. People have, like, such a whimsical thing sometimes where they, like, they they let their emotions guide them. And, man, your emotions lie to you. You have to dig deeper. Number one, hold fast. Number two, don't give up. Number three, he's faithful. But... If you do not know Jesus, if you haven't surrendered your life to him, not just saying, thank you, God, protect me, let me go. The demons believe his name. You have to give your life over to him. You have to let him dictate you, your plans. You have to let him take control over your whole life. Right now, as I'm saying this, the Lord is placing his hand on your heart and saying, don't do that anymore. Right now, in this very moment, Right now, earlier this this morning, I was like, I need to stop eating so much bread. Oh gosh. The Lord will speak to you. He will give you power to overcome those things. It's not by might nor by power, but by his spirit. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives in you. He was he died. He was buried. And on the third day he rose for you. It's not just saying a sentence. But it's giving your life over and making a commitment to serve him all your life. Right now, Holy Spirit, put your hand on these. Speak to them, Lord. Every head bow, every eye close. In the name of Jesus. I remember when I was a little kid, I would, my dad was not saved. And I would look up when the pastor came up. And like, is he going to raise his hand today? I don't say that to... To sway you a different way. God is looking down and saying, are you going to raise your hand today? Are you going to follow me, son? Daughter, is it today? I love you. He wants to put you on his lap and look into your face and say, I am proud of you. All he wants is your yes. All he wants is your heart. We fall short, all of a sin. We all fail. But he by his grace and his love and his mercy, we will run the race to the finish. To the finish! If you not only want to say these words, but if you want to commit your life to Jesus, say, I'm done playing, God. I want you and only you. I don't want my vices. He'll take those vices away and make you a man and woman of valor. He will give you the power to overcome this world. Right now, Holy Ghost, speak to these today if you want to make the lord your savior today raise your hand on one two three i see that hand i see that hand i see that hand come on jesus one thank you thank you come on jesus no more games 100 commitment putting down our vices putting down our our, our sins In the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, for these right here. You say this in your own mind. It's not just saying after me, but you have to really get with God and say, I believe this. What do you really believe? What do you really believe? Everyone repeat out of me, Father God. In the name of Jesus. I give you my life. I thank you for washing me. I thank you for cleaning me. I thank you for making me a new creation. You're amazing. I love you. Take my life. Help me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys so much. I love y'all very much. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.